Welcome to the Vineyard Northridge Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by our special guest speaker. For more information about our church, visit our website at vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge. Well, I want to introduce our speaker for this morning, Jeff Pinkleton. Jeff Pinkleton is currently the uh, executive director of the Gathering for Miami Valley. I knew Jeff when he was still a teenager back in his young life days. He was, uh, uh, I met him uh, at a, a young life leaders meeting and uh, I immediately loved this kid and now he's got kids older than, well, probably close to the same age as he was when I met him because I've known him for 34 years now. But Jeff has grown into an amazing man of God. It's good to see you too. He's grown into an amazing man of God and uh, I can't say enough about the impact that he's had on the men in Clark County, Ohio and beyond. Uh, Jeff is one of the uh, spiritual leaders of Springfield and Clark County and um, he has stewarded his call to men's ministry as well as anybody I've ever known stewarding their call. And so I'm so thankful to have Jeff here this morning. He's going to, I know what he's going to speak about. It's going to be an amazing message. And uh, could we just give him a, a warm Northridge uh, welcome? Yeah. Um, wow, it's a treat to be here. Is this on? Can you guys hear me? I was at an Emmanuel basketball game announcing last night, and the, the uh, setup was not working. So I want to make sure this is working. Um, Always good to be here. It's weird thinking about last time I was here, it was about half this size. So uh, Neil took me around and gave me the little uh, 50 cent tour, as he called it, and saw all that you guys have been doing. And I knew you guys were doing some stuff, but wow, you guys are really doing some stuff. Now, one of the things I told Neil I really appreciate about you guys, help me out, Wes, I can always need it. Coming from you, I'll take it. How's that? I'm going to mention you in a minute. That's good. Oh, thank you. That's good. You you obviously like being up here, so we'll we'll mention you. Um, But anyway, I, you guys do a great job praying. I always feel very prayed for. There's places I've been to speak. I think I've been to over, almost 40 churches and preached over the years. And uh, you guys always, maybe I need more help than you thought, Wes. This thing's, this thing's, coming, this thing's coming down all of a sudden. Um, I'm pretty loud, though. Uh, you guys always do a great job of pr- praying for folks. I got the fireplace down there in the basement. Um, something new happened today, though, besides Wes braiding my hair. Um, I'm giving you cornrows. That's great. It feels good. Um, How's that? That works. Thanks, Wes. Yeah, that's not going to work, sorry. And I'm going to just keep going. And uh, so when I was down there, when, we, when they were praying for me today, somebody prayed. Um, that, that's great. Basically, it feels good. Basically, that uh, Holy Spirit would obliterate anything of me that was not of God. And I kind of paused, and I really liked that prayer, but I told them when I was done, I'm like, I think people have probably prayed that before related to me the word obliterate, but it probably didn't have the same meaning. And uh, when Wes and Seth were up here, I thought they're serious. Like somebody's about ready to do something to me. So um, there we go. Thank you. I needed some laughter in that because I was trying to be funny. Um, But I always appreciate being here. I think this is my fourth or fifth time preaching on a Sunday morning. Um, When I think about Neil Haney, man, a guy who's technically never been my pastor, it's probably the most deepest, richest, silliest, friendship I have of anybody who has not been my pastor. Um, you know, I, all I got to say is like backyard burger, Cincinnati Catholic priest, Tennessee Titan cheerleader, um, you name it. And we have stories with all those things and more. 
yeah, well, Kara, Kara knows it, so there's no explanation because she, she knows that story too. Um, but and even this week, there's just been a lot of communication, a lot of encouragement, kind of being silly, getting ready for this. And, uh, and then Wes, so I, yeah, Wes wasn't even a thought when I was meeting you and Deb. And here he is, this great looking guy, great looking shoes. My son would be staring at his shoes if he was here. And money, where's money? Come on, where are you at money? Don't leave me. Is there anybody that loves people better than this guy? Man, he's already told me he loves me twice. I hear him, I hear him doing Fight My Battles, which he knows I love that song, I think. I don't know, he probably just chose it anyway, but he, he's so encouraging. I'm like, it's worth coming here just to hear money. And then Denise is really good about humbling you. I've known her for probably almost 30 years. And she said, Jeff, I would have known you were preaching today. I would have stayed home. Um, <laughs> and she said it like three times. So thanks, Denise. Um, but anyway, so when I was driving here this morning, I uh, come up Dirt Road and I was telling Deb, it was so cool. Like I was excited to be here with you guys, but I drive by um, Berea Bible, packed parking lot. You come here, you guys are like hanging out 45 minutes before drinking coffee and major kudos to everybody that was involved with, with what you guys are doing here with this renovation. You guys can clap for yourselves there. Um, it's just some super cool stuff. So looks great, super proud of you guys. And uh, like I said, literally, it's probably double plus the size when I was last here. So hopefully next week, it's not back to half after I spoke. Um, anyway, so Tuesday night, uh, I was at a basketball game. My son was supposed to have a game in Dayton. Uh, Karen and I had to go to the emergency room with him. He was sick. And uh, I'm gonna confess right away, I'm a little selfishly, I wasn't too sad that he had to miss the game. There was a game this year I was looking really, really forward to that got rescheduled. Troy Christian, who we're rivals with, played Catholic Central. I was super excited. I'm like, okay, Alex is, okay, good. I can go to the game. I could make it to Dayton, but I can make it to Catholic Central. And uh, so me and a couple of my buddies went to this game. And it was a great game. Troy Christian won by four points. It was a little bit of an upset. I kind of saw it coming. Um, so I get home, I talk to my son, Alex. He had watched some of the game on TV and he makes a comment to me unrelated to basketball. And he said, dad, that kid that sang the national anthem did not sound real good. And I said, let me tell you the backstory to that, Alex, because you, you can only see a little bit on the screen. I saw the whole thing and it was a highlight of the game. So this kid sings the national anthem at the Catholic Central basketball game. And he was with a couple that I know the husband. And come to find out, I've tried to do a little investigating about this kid and I can't find out the information I needed, but he's probably about a sophomore and he had some special needs. And he sang the national anthem. And then when he was done, the players, the coach, who was a former Young Life kid of mine, they're fist bumping him or whatever. He comes up, the joy on this kid's face from leaving half court, going around and sitting with that couple, two rows in front of me was, I mean, it brings you to tears, to joy, to something. It was so incredible. Unfortunately, nobody's gotten back to me to tell me a little bit more about that kid because I want to know more about this kid, but I said, forget what happened in that game. That kid at the Central game, seeing him do what he did with joy, singing a national anthem, has left a mark on me. Now, my son Alex saw on a screen, and all he could hear, he couldn't see anything close because the way the camera is, a kid who didn't sound real good. And I want us to think about today, one of my consistent prayers is, God, give me eyes to see and ears to hear in a given situation. And that was a great moment to see. One picture and another picture can be the same thing, but they're totally, totally different. Um, we're gonna look at some pictures here for a minute, I think. We're gonna scroll through these. Technology always works, so they should be up here. I think some of us might remember this. Tom Brady's first Super Bowl victory against the Rams. It's 
Let's go to the next one. Um, that is something I love. That sounds like a picture of like what Wes Haney's hoping for today. A lot, a lot, a lot of food. And uh, that's, that's worth getting excited about. Let's go to the next picture. Worship. The picture I actually had, I guess it didn't work well, but it was of the Passion Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. So we just had some of this great stuff with our team up here. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is at a comedy club, which I love dearly. I'm grateful my wife does too. We like to go see comedians at churches or comedy clubs or wherever. The next one is some of my buddies who I think this is actually at a Bengals. It was right before a Bengals game a couple years ago. Steve Leap, our, Leap, our city manager, Nate Stuckey, Scott Green, Ethan Dewhurst, Steve Leap, and Clark Engel. They're having a great time pre-game. Pre next one is me and some guys in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Some of you might know Eli Williams there, myself, Stephen Massey, a board member of Tim Howeller, Jamie, Hensley's, Jamie Hensley from uh, Jamie's Tire, Jason Messer on the right, and a guy in Ohio State. Hoodie just passed away. Brent Park um, died of cancer. Huge funeral a couple weeks ago. Having a great time after uh, the Hatfields and McCoys in Gatlinburg. The next picture. Hey, we might know this guy. Look at this kid, number 14. That is one, as I like to call him sometimes, T. Page. Thorpe Page celebrating his best game of the season the other night as Emmanuel one by two against Troy Christian. When I saw that picture, I'm like, well, I'm gonna be preaching Sunday and I'm gonna use that picture and Thor is not even gonna be there. Um, he heard I was preaching. Um, so that's that picture. Let's go to the next one. That's me and some guys in a contest where we were uh, doing a scavenger hunt in Springfield, my Cedric, Thomas, Chris, and myself. That's the highest I've ever jumped. Um, next picture. Wow, there we go. There is uh, Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford. What do those all have in common? Those all have moments of celebrating, of rejoicing, of enjoying something good. I want to ask you guys a question. What is your CQ? We hear about IQ. We hear about EQ. What is your CQ, your celebration quotient? Celebration quotient. Kyle Eidelman, I got a little bit of my content here today. I like to tell secrets, so this is my secret. Some of what I'm sharing about today is from this great book that just came out called One at a Time. I can't encourage this book enough. Um, and Kyle Eidelman, who's a pastor down in uh, Southeast Christian in Louisville, says, if you Google Christian sacraments, you won't find partying on any list, but maybe that's a problem. I don't know about you guys, that is something I have struggled with over the years. You would look at me if you know me and think maybe I'm good at that, but I do not celebrate enough what God is doing. You watch sports. There's a lot of this going on sometimes. There's a lot of this going on sometimes. Um, we like to celebrate birthdays. My wife knows I have a really funky, weird thing about birthdays. It's, I've always been this way. I, my mom will call me and say, hey, happy birthday. It's your birthday. I'm like, I'm a day older. I've kind of wrestled with God, like am I falsely being humble about that? What is going on? But I just struggle with birthdays. I had a friend of mine who's a community leader this week on Facebook. He posted about his birthday five times. I'm like, really? Five times? Okay, I get it. it's your birthday. I get it. Um, and I know that's just sharing in my heart. It needs, it's probably jaded. But um, yeah, birthdays for me can be a challenge. But do we celebrate others? Do we celebrate what God's doing? Let's look at a John 2, 
First 11 verses, this is a passage we're all going to be very familiar with. Let's jump in. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Okay, let's be honest. Anybody here like wine? You can admit it. You can work it. Okay, my hand's up. Um, Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, wow, the word woman to Mary. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding for 20 to 30 gallons. So about 150 gallons, give or take, of wine, of water. Pretty amazing. That is a lot, a lot. In this day and age, when you go to the grocery and I went looking for cream cheese yesterday, that was a task. 150 gallons of water. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So he filled them to the brim. That's how I like my coffee, to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from. Stinky, nasty feet, probably one place. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. We can always count on it as we pursue, which I love that song, Wes. Thank you for doing that. It's a great song. We get that the best is yet to come. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed him. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. If, if this was the first thing Jesus did, we can get excited, I think, to some degree about wine. Um, Kerry Newhoff, uh, who I, I like a lot, he's a pastor from Canada. He's become a big leadership podcast guy. He was in uh, Atlanta this week and he wrote a book called At Your Best that just came out. And he had this cool moment where he was in the uh, bookstore at the airport. We've all seen those. And his book was there. And uh, this woman who was working behind the counter, I think her name was like Naisha, said to him, that's your book, right? And she talked about how she just read this book and how much it had impacted her life. Some guy close by heard it, and he's from Toronto, and uh, Carrie's from Canada, and uh, heard it and said, hey, somebody just told me I needed to read your book. So he's in this airport, and then, of course, he went and signed one, and uh, you know, left. there was like one left and signed it for whoever's next would get an autographed copy of the book. And he said this, he goes, it's one thing to write a book, it's quite another to enter into the stories of the lives of the people who were impacted by it. And that's absolutely the best part. And I was thinking as we pursue Jesus, we get a chance to interact and engage and jump into people's lives. I mean, I'm blessed that I've preached here, like I said, about four or five times. Some of you know Delenn Hoover, who was here years ago, who passed away a couple years ago. He and I were close. Neil introduced us. I try to say it every time. Neil said, when we met at our hero in Urbana, that was going to be an explosion. I think it was. Um, but I've been able to enter into you guys' space and your lives to some degree, some more than others, just based on coming here. And that's what it's about when we get to celebrate. Pursue Jesus, be together. I loved how much that was emphasized. My friend Keenan Young referenced that in the video message. We get to be about that and have gospel fluency penetrate one another's lives. Let's look at the who, what, when, how, where, why of uh, celebration. 
What does that look like if you answer those six one word W and an H questions? Who do we celebrate? We should celebrate Jesus and others. Others who pursue the work that God's doing, they pursue the kingdom, God is working in them and through them. Those are two things we should be about. We live in a culture, birthday, it's my birthday. Hey, I had a birthday month. I got a birthday week. I got, you know, fine on one hand. If you, and I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, some of you are like, well, I love my birthday. I'm done listening to you. You can leave with Denise, I guess, when she leaves. So, um, sorry, Denise. Hopefully you're staying. Um, that's who we celebrate on the who part. What do we celebrate? Question I love to ask myself often when I'm going about my daily life, thinking about my week, thinking about my schedule, whatever, is what is the good that God is up to? What is God up to? What's the good? You know, there's a line about trying to catch people in the act of doing something good. And that allows me to go back to what I said earlier is my prayer. God, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. What do we celebrate? Whatever God's up to. When? Is there ever a bad time? No. Anytime, all the time, morning, noon, and night, what is God doing? I, 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 um, uh, and I think this guy's a believer. I read a story yesterday. It was really cool talking about kind of celebration. Just stumbled across it uh, in the Washington Post. And there's a football player, and I wish I could remember his name. I love football, I should know, uh, who's a defensive back for the Philadelphia Eagles. And his um, daughter, or no, I'm sorry, this, this couple had kind of sent him notes on Instagram back in the day, several years ago. And uh, their 11-year-old daughter, uh, well, she, that's how old she is now, really liked this football player, um, and the family did, and he kind of responded back, and he just had some little chit-chatty, nothing big, but hey, we support you. And he said he was kind of impressed, like they cared about him more than just a football player. Well, the dad tragically died. And to this girl, the daddy-daughter dance that they had, it was either at their church or at their school, or whatever, was a big deal. Three months later, her grandfather, who would have taken her to the daddy-daughter dance, died. And it's like, wow, what in this big deal that happens every year. Some of us in this room I know have done the daddy-daughter dances, Andy Page. Um, they're a big deal to your daughters. So the mom reached out and said, hey, is there any way, this is in late January, that you could be a part of our daughter's daddy-daughter dance? And he said, well, it depends on if we make the playoffs. They didn't, and um, he was able to do it flew across the country, took care of the expenses. It was a done deal. He went uh, with this 11-year-old girl to the daddy-daughter. It spent a couple hours. The mom got the chaperone. She wanted to be there because she, and I just thought, what a cool, cool thing. I shared that on Facebook yesterday after I read it. A number of people shared it. And one guy even just simply said humanity. And it is just a humanity kind of thing. But it was a really cool thing that he went the extra mile to talk about celebrate. So even going to that extent, that's a when kind of time and, and any time is. Where do we celebrate? Kind of like when, everywhere. You guys, that's one of the ways I think you guys are succeeding and thriving as a church. You guys are doing that. I told Neil, one of the things I love about this church, I just preached up in uh, Logan County a couple weeks ago. It didn't happen today, but I feel like almost every time I've been to here, whether I preach or I just come to be with you guys, people come up to the altar during worship at the beginning. You guys are making it a point, like I think Wes said, about just connecting with God. It's about being here on a Sunday morning to connect with God. Abraham Kuyper has a very famous quote some of us probably know, and it says, there's not a square inch in the whole domain of human existence 
over which Christ, who is Lord over all, does not exclaim, mine. Every inch is God's. It's sacred ground. It's holy ground. As Abraham Kuyper says, he claims it as his. It's mine. How do you do it? That's tricky. There's all kinds of ways. I'm not going to tell you, Neil can tell you later, what I was planning to do for the end. And we did, he gave me, you know, he's a pastor here. He can veto that. He vetoed that. If you want to do it later, maybe you do it at the Super Bowl party. That Wes and Seth have spent hours and days preparing to get ready for. Um, talk to them. They can tell you what we were going to do because it'll, it'll be very appropriate. Um, here's some hows in my world. Me and Eli Williams back in November did a night of blessing for men to have blessing spoken over them. We had 32 guys, some teenage boys were there. It was awesome. That's a how I'm familiar with. Uh, I attend Fellowship. Fellowship does in August every year a block party in the Spring Hill neighborhood that has since been kind of transferred over to Lagunda School. And it's a cool thing, I think. My wife can tell you about it because her and my daughter Leah and my son Jaden really helped do that. I'm like, I'll hang out at home for a couple hours while everybody's gone. But that's one, one thing at Springfield. I know it's pretty cool. Fellowship Spring Hill does that. Um, our, we have a breakfast coming up March 9th at the Hollenbeck Center downtown. The gathering does. And we have a guy named Matthew Sleeth, who I can't tell you enough about. I can't wait for Neil to meet him because my hunch is Neil's going to say, I want that guy to come preach on a Sunday morning here. He's incredible. Him and his wife, Nancy, have people over their house every Friday night. Their home is super nice. It's not like gaudy nice, but it's really nice. When me and my buddy Landon Wade left there a couple weeks ago, Nancy says, Jeff and Landon, you have an open invite. I said, as soon as basketball season's over, hopefully with my wife, if not my daughter, whoever, I will be driving to Lexington, Kentucky on a Friday night because I can just, I know them well enough now, they celebrate. Um, what else? I had another one. Oh, Friday night, we had um, a crazy sock party on my board. We met a, uh, a guy named Jeff Foreman who lives out here, his house, and we had fun playing games and doing silly stuff and getting crazy socks. Did I? No, I don't have any of those on today. There were some really cool ones. We fought hard over some, some Tom and Jerry ones. Um, and I think one of the challenges is sometimes we struggle knowing how to celebrate and, and taking our eyes off ourselves. I think we all probably know people about that. If this person gets ahead, then I'm held back. I'm gonna confess two things in front of you guys that I have struggled with celebrating over the years. One is having ran two nonprofits for over 24 years uh, combined uh, when I worked these two different nonprofits. There have been times when I have a friend or someone I know, I love, maybe there's been even a competitive spirit thing or whatever, where they get a big check and I didn't get that big check and I'm like, Where's mine? I mean, are we competing for one pie or is God's economy a bunch of pie and there's a lot more? Another one, and some of you that know me are gonna laugh about this one because it's hard to think I'm complaining about this. But there have been moments when friends of mine I know have gotten to go to a really cool place, maybe a vacation home, maybe a resort, maybe a retreat or something. And I'm like, ooh, I haven't gotten that. Now, if you know me, I re- Neil knows, I retreat a lot. God has blessed us big time. We're going with some good friends on vacation in a couple weeks to a place that's incredible at Norris Lake. I'm the last person that should ever feel that way. But in my heart, I have been that person at times. Um, a young woman I, I've gotten to know a little bit from hanging out at the Cohats, she, 
uh, I had a post the other day on Facebook and I commented on her post. I said, Maddie, you do such a great job celebrating people. And she just commented back and she said, Jeff, what a great compliment. Thank you for that. And I thought it was just, it just hit me really weird. Like her response back to that and me even noticing it. I'm like, don't you just enjoy seeing people who celebrate others? I'm married to a woman who I think does a really good job of that. She celebrates others very well, humbles herself, is constantly thinking about how she does. And we've been in a season based on some health stuff. Oh, Wes, Wes, it fell. I got this lopsided head. I'm so sorry. Um, We'll hope it works. Mark Batterson says this, celebrate what you want to see more of. That's one way to fan and inflame the gift of God. You know, this week, uh, we had this big snowstorm and a friend of ours came over and did a good bit of the driveway, but did not get it perfectly. And then, so we kind of had a little bit of fun, a little adventure getting in the garage. And uh, Kara, you know, being a great woman she is, she got out there and did her side and made it better or whatever. And me, I thought, well, let's just keep having some fun. I'll keep trying to get in the garage. And, you know, every time I'd leave or come in, it was like, I'm hoping my car didn't shift and I hit the garage. But that's what it's really about for us in life. I know Neil has talked to me a lot about we're working hard to just receive what God's got for us and love him and yada, yada, not, not this pursuit, not this push, not this strive. Um, but there is a sense that we have to clear out what's going on in our lives of things in our heart to let it get obliterated, as I had prayed for me this morning, so God can clear it out and give us this smooth, thin space for us to be able to do what we need to do with God. Um, three passages of scripture for time's sake, because uh, we had a little bit of lengthy announcements today. Um, I'm, I'm gonna eliminate part of what I was gonna share, but in John 1, there's the great passage, and we'll just kind of scroll through that, um, of the beginning, the word being God, and for us to really understand celebration, again, it goes back to Jesus. We have to know who Jesus is and what he brings to the table and our identity is fully in him. The second passage we were gonna look at is Colossians 1. And I love that passage where it talks about he is in all things, all things are held together through Christ. The last one, Philippians 2, is where it talks about having the humility of Christ Jesus who considered himself, even though he was equal with God, not to be equal with God, and lowered himself and emptied himself of everything for our sakes. Those passages to me, I I had this happen years ago to Young Life thing where uh, Tom Hammond, who was our regional director, said, if you had those three passages of scripture and nothing else, what would you know? You would know enough, I think, to say Jesus should be Lord and should be Savior. Um, One of the bands I've seen perform a number of times, I love concerts, is the band The Newsboys. And they have a song that I don't know about you guys, if you, I'm sure you, most of you have heard it, called We Believe. And that song to me in the last several years of different places, different times, different moments has felt like an anthem. Am I okay saying was? This thing is like, I feel like I got an animal, like our cat's on the back of my neck crawling or something right now. Um, it, we believe. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit who's given us new life. And what I love about that, and I was having a conversation with a friend the other day who does worship, and we were talking about the difference in songs between when you use the word we and when you use the word I. Like I exalt thee, we exalt thee, and sometimes it's both. You can sing the same song and change those words. Um, There are times I need to be singing I because it's me, it's personal, I'm owning it. There's other times like we believe with the newsboys, there's a we Plato said the famous quote, whatever is celebrated 
is cultivated. You know, Kyle Idol made that comment about Christian sacraments. Sadly, you may not see parting and celebration as part of that. Eric Geiger, who I like a lot, who's a pastor in San Diego, he says, the values, now think about this from yourself, you know, work, home, staff here, elders here, the values a leader and a leadership team celebrate will be the values that guide behavior. If a value is not taken root in a culture, then that value has not been and is not being celebrated passionately. If you want to change a culture among those you are leading, then you must celebrate the values you want to guide the culture. Haven't we all heard about the rejoicing, the parting, all that goes on in heaven when one person repents and decides to follow Jesus? I'm sure we've all seen that during baptisms, whatever. So let's take that thought a little further. The more we party, the more we celebrate, the more we rejoice, the more we get a chance to bring heaven down and we get a chance to show people what heaven is supposed to look like. You know, today, I'm sure when you guys at 6.20, well, 6 o'clock, I guess, are gonna watch this game for whoever's coming, um, there's gonna be some cheering, there's gonna be some jerseys, whatever, but hopefully, you know, fellowship is bringing Jesus into the equation. Just watching the game and shooting a breeze, that's, that's fun. It's not the same thing. Celebrating is gonna have the way we're talking about it. Jesus is a part of that. Revelation 19.7 is a great passage right at the end of the God's word. And it says, let us be glad and rejoice and let us give honor to him, obviously being Jesus, for the time has come for the wedding feast of the lamb and his bride has prepared herself. You know, in the last two and a half years with COVID, we've seen the church get hit hard. It's funny, I'm telling Deb about that today. We're talking about that a little bit. And you look around here and you're like, wow, you guys are showing up early. You're probably staying late. You got a spontaneous Super Bowl party. You guys maybe haven't experienced it. Berea doesn't look like maybe that they've experienced it. But the bride of Christ at times can be ugly. The bride of Christ at times can have warts. We can be divided. We don't buy into, we believe. But this is what it's gonna be about. When that happens, oh my. I wanna close with this. There's a great story. I mentioned it to Neil. He's heard of it. I hope you ha- many of you have. If you haven't, it's an incredible story. I heard it when I first became a Christian. Tony Campolo, who some of you might know that name, he's written a bunch of books. He was in Hawaii on a trip. And he said, when you're in Hawaii and you're from Philadelphia like he is, um, your time is way off. So he got up one morning at like 3.30 in the morning and he just, he wanted, he was thinking, it's like 9.30, I need breakfast. So he goes, uh, what's around where the hotel or whatever was. And he said, it was not a great area, greasy spoons, whatever. He finally goes into this one place. And I mean, think about like a Waffle House, like the worst one you've ever seen, that type of place. Sorry, I do like their waffles and I like their tea. So I'm giving them endorsement anyway. But he said he goes in there and the guy working, like he just looked kind of dirty. I mean, just everything about it was bad. And he's like, I'll take a black coffee and a donut. Like no time after he orders that, about eight prostitutes walked in. And um, they start talking. And he could kind of tell, like, these ladies probably come in here somewhat regularly or whatever. So the one woman says, um, hey, it's my birthday tomorrow. I'm going to be 39. And another one of the prostitutes was just harassing her, giving her grief. And he kind of got a sense, like, this is not the first experience like this. 
So um, they leave, and he says to Harry, it was the guy's name behind the counter, his wife was working the kitchen, said, Harry, let's do something tomorrow. Let's throw this woman a party. So Agnes, I don't know how many of you have known a 39-year-old Agnes. I have not. I think they were all in their 70s. Um, she, is anybody in here named Agnes? Nobody, right? <laughs> she uh, was going to get a party. So Tony Campola says, I'll be back here tomorrow at 2.30 a.m. and I'll have the stuff. And he goes, I'll bring a cake. He's no. Harry's like, no, I'm going to make the cake. So he shows up, 2.30. They get the place set. The cake is made. And Agnes walks in and they have a party for Agnes. And he said it was crazy. In that part of Hawaii, like every prostitute must have found out about it because there were a bunch of prostitutes that came into that greasy spoon diner dive. And at one point, they were getting ready to start cutting a cake. And Agnes says, is it okay if we don't cut the cake? And they were kind of a little caught off guard by this. And she said, you know, I've never had a party. I live with my mom. She's not too far down the road. I want to take this cake to my mom and show it to her. So literally, this is what Tony Campbell does. They, she leaves and he goes, okay, we're going to pray. Now think about what that was like. And they prayed. He said, literally like a pray, a prayer time happened. When they're done and she comes back, Harry says to Tony Campolo, he said, well, you didn't tell me you're a preacher. Tell me about your church. And he said, we're the type of church that throws parties for prostitutes at 3.30 a.m. Who do we celebrate? Jesus. Who do we celebrate? What God is doing in the lives of people. When do we celebrate? All the time. Where do we celebrate? All the time. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information about our church, visit vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge.